0: Hello, my name is Jared O'Donovan. I'm Chief Executive Officer of Battery Age Minerals. We're a West Australian-based company that is focusing on our Ontario-based lithium-acid Falcon Lake. Uh, we relisted on the ASX in February, and we're really looking forward to what we're about to do with our projects going forward.
1: Jared, uh lovely to have you on the show. If you've not met or spoken before, excited to... Uh be talking about lithium, very popular um, at the moment, but uh, just start with a little bit of background on yourself, who are you, what have you done before?
0: Yeah, thanks Matthew, thanks for having me, um, so as I said, my name is Gerard Dunneman. Um I'm originally from Ireland, as my accent could probably give away, but I'm based in Western Australia, I've been here for 12 years, working in the resources industry, um, look, I, I, I did a bit of time in iron ore and a few other commodities, but I was extremely lucky in the in, early 2016 to take a role with a company a lot of people would know called Pilbara Minerals. Uh, I joined the company early days when it was, um, there's an old story, Ken Brinston a mentor of mine talks about the tin shed in Fremantle. Um, there wasn't many people working there, but it was a small group of people that had a dream about lithium. Lithium wasn't a very sexy commodity at or metal at the time. It was little known um and we went from a sub hundred million dollar company to a you know 12 billion dollar company that it is now i was there for about five years and um my role essentially was project manager for the stage one concentrator and mine development at pilgrim so um have a lot of experience in lithium really love lithium and now i'm really excited to deploy that moving forward in a new role with a with a really good team around me
1: you have and you might want to sort of name check some of those uh names i think people, most people have heard of some of them so yeah sure
0: thanks matt yeah so look um i was lucky that a few guys from Pilbara came and joined me um once i joined battery edge there was a a, a group of people that i really wanted to um to, to get around me to, to supplement my skill set. Um, I'm not a geologist, full disclosure to everyone out there, I'm an engineer. Um, so there was a couple of people I really wanted to assist. So Nigel Broomham was um head of geology at Pilgangura, a really experienced geologist who joined Pilbara around the same time as myself. Uh, he was there during exploration, resource development, and production. So he's joined Battery Edge as GM of Exploration after a, a long tenure at Pilbara. Um, then in, on the ground in, in, in Ontario, we have a gentleman by the name of Taylor Smith. Now Taylor is, uh, a, a geologist as well. He, he worked at Pilbara for about three years during the exploration phase and a bit of a hands-on geologist likes to be in the field, likes to see core coming out of the, the tube. Um, and, and he, he's a guy who then provides us a, a feedback loop with respect to how we're going in Canada. And just two days ago, we announced the the appointment of a new CFO, uh, Paul Hughes. So Paul, Paul is just left Pilbara and he's coming to join us as our CFO, a highly experienced finance professional, and again, has an insight into the lithium market, so it's a it's a group of guys who've done it before. A group of people who've been inside into lithium, and it's really exciting to have that support around me. Okay,
1: right. You 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 the band back together again. So you got a bunch of um, ex guys, which which is says to me, or should say to me, and you can confirm it is, you're serious about building something. You know, this is not a momentum jump on the bandwagon kind of play here.
0: Yeah, and no, I'm really glad you picked up on that. Right, so. Um... It was very important to me when I, when I left Pilbara and I took a bit of time out that once I, once I put my name to a project that I was putting my name to something real. So uh, uh, to be honest, I did a lot of, I did a lot of DD and I did a lot of research on this project when it came across and when the offer came to me and and I really liked Falcon Lake and I liked Falcon Lake for a number of reasons. Um. Number one, it it has historical exploration where it has, you know, demonstrated mineralized pegmatite. So we have spodumene in the ground. Um, we have pick intercepts historical, which we've just backed up with a recent announcement a couple of days ago, which we can talk about in a minute. Um, which, which means it's thick, it's from surface and it looks like, um, it has good grade. So. So that ticked three boxes for me with respect to the actual ingrown uh, asset.
1: So if I may interrupt you, Jared. I, yeah, so, sure. Sure. Um, those, those three things. Give me the so what? So, so what. so why are each of those things important to you? You talk about mineralization. Surely they've all got mineralization.
0: Not really. Um, so there's a lot of barren pegmatites out there. There's a lot of pegmatites that can be viewed, but, you know, it takes certain conditions to ensure that the appropriate mineralization occurs and that spodumene is actually in the ground. Now I'll go a bit left field and say, actually, when I look at a, a lithium intercept, now I don't particularly look at the grade first up. I actually look at the thickness because economics comes into play immediately. So if you have a nice thick intercept and it's mineralized, then you have the ability to, to mine that and potentially bring it into a producing asset. Now, obviously you need scale to back that up, but if you tick three boxes, one being, you know, thickness, okay. Economics, because at Pilbara, we learned a hell of a lot about mining hygiene. Uh, loss, uh, contamination all these things which are now becoming hot topics of conversation or sorting etc that's one really good point if you've got the grade that will carry you know greatest king is a term that's bandied around in a number of other commodities but also if it's from surface you know you're not stripping back a, a lot of overburden and um, you're directly into the, the honeypot so to speak and there's an ability to make money so so three those three sort of key check boxes are ticked in, in in an isolated section of our project, and then that unlocks all the potential of the rest of the property. And if we can continue to build that scale and find similar, you know, discoveries down the track, then then we're we're in a really good position here to have something that is that has huge potential.
1: So um, you you talked about you obviously picked this up and you, you saw a bunch of stuff that you like. So there's a bit of data that's come with this that's allowed you to kind of analyze it where you're going to allocate capital to it. So um, how did you pick it up? Um, who from when how much
0: yeah so it was it was picked up from a, a canadian entity um and back in late 22 um for 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 quite a, a decent sum compared to the the acquisitions that you see nowadays in in you know in a lot of areas like what sets this apart and i continually go back to it is it actually had mineralization on the property to pick up a uh, property with mineralization now will we'll cost you an arm and half your other leg. Um so so we we picked that up in twenty two. It's an earn in agreement. We took ninety percent of the property immediately, and we have the option to take further ten percent for a cash payment down the track. Um it was a, a bit of a cash and um and, and equity agreement um which 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 sets us up now to go and explore the property pretty quickly. Um, so we feel we got a really good deal um, and for that good deal, we can return value back to our shareholders with a targeted expiration plan moving forward
1: right so it's, it's, again to so come come back to what you inherited in terms of the data. Uh, and any uh, any other um, elements that you think are relevant like permitting, etc.
0: Yeah, so um look the vast majority of our property sits on the caribou O-Gre- or O'Sullivan greenstone belt. Ironically, my mother's maiden name is O'Sullivan, so it was fate. Um on the property there was three known uh mineralized occurrences, so Falcon West, uh Discovery, and um Falcon Lake East. Um we picked it up with 24.4 meters at 1.43% from surface. So a really good intercept. And what we did once we picked it up is we actually got some people on the ground immediately late last year. We did some mapping for a period of two weeks before the snow came down in October, and we identified nearly 18 other outcropping pegmatites with mineralized spodumene in them. Now that that traverses a two and a half kilometre stretch of our property, that was the only area we had access to in the short period of time that was available. But there's also another three kilometres of the property that is yet to be walked that sits on the greenstone belt, which we're really excited about, and we're going to get out and we're going to start exploring that in the next few weeks as part of our summer exploration program. So, so to pick up a property, as I said, with you know. 12 to 13 drill holes only to 50 meters as well so very shallow drilling was historically completed Um, you know I'm not going to say it was lazy exploration or lazy geology but the works were done in 2016 and the price of spodumene price of carbonate came off pretty hard around that time so the market probably wasn't there I can understand why these guys probably didn't explore any further but that's our luck, we've picked it up the market now is in a Bit of a euphoric position. I was at Fast Markets last week, and the sentiment is very strong behind lithium at the moment. So we feel we're ideally placed with our maiden drill program, our summer field work program coming up, that we have a lot of value to add here. Well,
1: let's talk about that because I, I agree with you. Every conference I've been to this year, you know, battery metals, especially lithium, all the rage. Everyone wants to be. A, a lithium pegmatite owner, right? You know, we look, we've looked at some of the valuations that have been created recently. We're looking at uh, paycheck Batteries two, over 2.1 billion when I saw them a month ago. You got left over, oh, you know, 800 million um, when I saw them. They're not too more advanced than you. Um, so, with the money that you've raised recently, you're obviously getting after this drill program. What type of drilling do you think you need to do to kind of get the right sorts of messages into market, or? inform your you know future activity? What's the data you're trying to get at?
0: As I said, there hasn't been a whole lot of drilling completed, a whole lot of drilling completed previously. So we have a very targeted drill program that has been designed by Nigel. Um, and what, that's, what we're currently doing is we're drilling to understand the structural orientation of the pegmatites such that we get a good handle on what we have in the ground. Now, we're initially focusing on areas we know from historical drilling have mineralization. Um, we drilled 13 holes today, and in our recent announcement, we hit mineralized pegmatites in 10 of those. Now those 10 holes are immediately informing us about the orientation of those pegmatites, and, and only today we, we actually rearranged our, our next 10 drill holes such that it's specifically targeted to bring us more information. So we haven't just slapped a random grid on top of this and are just drilling holes. This is really specific, such that we gain further knowledge. And then when we go to drill a second program, it's far more um, beneficial and we gather far more information and we actually start to define what's in the ground a hell of a lot more. So we start to get a feel for tonnages, in-ground value, what we have. As we do that, we will also then as I mentioned earlier, be carrying out our summer fieldwork exploration program. So two-pronged approach. Drilling in one area, fieldwork in another area, generating targets for that drill to move down the property and then to target those additional, those areas. So, So we want to make sure that this is really specific and targeted. It's it's not just random drilling. We really want to maximise the value for the dollars we put in with the drill rig.
1: Right. Okay. So you've got this kind of systematic approach to the the, the exploration. Correct. I suspect that's coming from what you learned at Pilbara. Pilbara now was a fifteen billion dollar company, uh, Aussie company. what else are you bringing over in terms of your understanding and your approach about how you build things out that that, that create that create fifteen billion dollar companies? What's the process? Yeah,
0: yeah. So look, there's there's um, it, it's a great period to be in, in Ontario, right? It's heavily supported from a provincial level with respect to the build out of the the EV supply chain. So you know, uh, Doug Ford's government over there, supported by gentlemen like uh, George Peary, who's the minister for mines. Uh, Victor Fadeli, Minister for Economic Development, they're, they're actively working extremely hard to attract both OEMs, battery manufacturers, and mining companies into the region. And they're actively working even with us. So uh, Minister Greg Rickford, for argument, uh, the, the Minister for Northern Development and Indigenous Affairs, has assigned a policy officer to our company. They're already seeking advice from us with respect to how they can accelerate the development of mines, what the supply chain should look like, what the ability for um, multiple mines feeding into multiple concentrators or converters looks like, they they see the experience we've had from working in this industry in Australia, and they're really trying to grasp that knowledge such that they can maximize the, the supply chain and the value and, and what they build out in Ontario. And um, coupled with that, you know, Nigel has, has drilled Pegmatites for a long period of time. He understands how to go about it with that systematic approach. Like I I hate to say it, but there's not many people with pure lithium experience. It's it's a very new um, piece. Um, you know, a lot of the information has been locked up in in certain areas such as green bushes in the south of western Australia for a long period of time. And apart from Pilgrim Gore and a few other places, um, there's not many guys like Nigel Broomham who know how to design a drill program. So, so we're extremely fortunate on that front. Um, and he, as I said, he's supported by Taylor, who who's looked at uh, core and and RC chips from Tights for many many years. So to know what's coming out of the ground and have that feedback is a massive advantage for us compared to others.
1: If you, if you look at, um, you know, what's happening in, in that whole North American ecosystem, obviously very exciting times for Canada, North America, and kind of tr- driving that that that, that need. Um, and, you know, location-wise, all good. You say that the provinces is backing you. You've had lots of conversations with the relevant ministers. All good. Anything that concerns you with to being... Being able to do business in the province from a sort of ESG perspective, um, n- not 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 political, but all all of that kind of ESG thing, uh, first nations type stuff seems very very important to get a, a handle on. Is the team and ground uh, on on the ground experienced at that? You know, how are they getting on? What are they doing? Yeah,
0: no, r- 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 real valid question, um, and something we've lived and breathed in the last few months. So, um, so I've spent quite a considerable time on the ground in in Canada, uh, dealing with our first nations groups. And um, we've generated and developed some really good relationships with those groups, and we've signed early expiration agreements with, with them. Um, it, it definitely is a, an intimidating time for some of the first nations groups. And I, I, fully respect that from their position. There is an influx of, of industry to the area that is, um, you know, um, that is trying to support the build out of that supply chain. And, and, and that can be intimidating for them. But look, this is something we have done in Western Australia before. We're very lucky to have dealt with indigenous groups. Um, you know, at Pilbara, it was the NAML and Garriera groups. Um, and, and, and we place a massive emphasis on building a strong relationship because that strong relationship is the foundation for everything to move forward. Ultimately, we are working on the land of those peoples. So it is very important for us to have a good relationship on that front. Um, look, we're also lucky to be supported by people who've worked with these First Nations groups for long periods of time. So we're no experts. We we we, we understand that. So so we we engage with people. We 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 work with people who can assist us and ensure that we are respecting the customs and and the the traditional territories of the people where we work, and ensuring that that relationship is. is is fostered and grows in a in a good manner.
1: Right. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting times. Um, look I, on the lithium side. I guess we're going to sit back and wait and see see what you've um, you're going to come back and, and be able to tell the market. I like the systematic approach. I also like the the um, team. You know, being um, being there with you. Um, can I talk about something else though? That's kind of very very topical. I've been contacted by a couple of consultants just this morning on the on this topic, which is Germanium. Now we're we're gonna we're gonna zip over to Europe. So uh Falcon Lake, really exciting. I think it's it's I think it's fantastic opportunity in front of you there. But Germanium, um you've got one of very few projects yeah you t- talk about this. So what's going on?
0: Yeah, so or our or Blubbergassus um it's a zinc lead germanium acid, so it's, it's it's located close to Villach in Austria. Um, Bleiberg is a historical mining jurisdiction which was was mined in, in until the 80s. Um, it was one of the largest producers of germanium in the world, uh, approximately 200 parts per million. Um, a, a lot of historical mine workings. So yeah, look extremely topical at the moment with uh, China's recent announcement. Uh, banning all exports of uh, two critical elements, one being gallium, gallium and the other being germanium, to the to to the Western world, um, and obviously a, a reaction from the Western world to say, "Okay, we'll put our own measures in place to satisfy this." So, look, we we we're really excited about Bleiberg. It, it, it's a, it's an asset we have been working on in the background, we've been you know talking a lot about Falcon Lake. Uh, but, but we've engaged a really experienced geologist consultant who's assisting us on that front. He's been to Lyberg. He's met with some of the, the old, uh, geologists who worked on the historical mine and yeah, it's, it's something we definitely will progress uh, and are really excited about, um, it's, it, it took some foresight from the people within our company to peg this ground, you know. Uh, quite a while ago, and uh, and it's definitely bearing some fruit now, and we're really looking forward to doing some work in it.
1: Yeah, so I, I forgot to actually explain to people what, what it's used for. So, obviously, we're talking about the manufacture of um, fiber optics, um, high-speed chips, military Correct. applications like night goggles. <laughs> Infrared radiation, all all the kind of good stuff um, out there. So um, I know it's not kind of core for you, but obviously I guess the that that, that move by China um, is interesting. There's in fact there's lots of sort of, and I don't want to be like it's not an anti-China thing. I think it's a um, take control of your own ecosystem conversation, which I think you know Europe and North America. Are, yeah, are getting in and look, right? and look,
0: uh, having having an having a potential asset in a jurisdiction like Austria, where you can have a traceable, sustainable supply of an element that is critical to the development of the world, is is a very, very attractive prospect. We definitely live in the world of of the sustainability which I'm a massive advocate of and, and and that's why we feel it's located in a good jurisdiction as well to cater to that.
1: Yeah, uh, interesting times and again we'd love to hear from you, back from you as uh, so you kind of... Um see what opportunities there there is with the kind of germanium um project you've also got copper gold in morocco i think beautiful country beautiful people um but again not kind of core focus and perhaps we can talk about that another time and um, so yeah, with the with, with regards to you know what people can look forward to hearing from you for the next 12 months you, you've got some money you've got a plan um what are we going to hear from you next about
0: yeah so so the strategy is pretty simple matthew it's um complete our maiden drill program as as quickly as possible so speed is king for us we feel that there's a, a niche in the market for us to bring a project should it have an economical resource to development as quickly as possible to satisfy the demand for lithium which is which is insatiable we know there's a deficit a structural deficit so we will drill our maiden program we will commence our summer field work program and all going well we won't stop. That is the strategy we will continue to drill. Um, and in parallel to that, we will put development activities, um, in place and in motion, um, including, you know, baseline environmental surveys and the like to ensure our critical path is as short as possible. Um, we'll continue to discuss with multiple groups who've already shown interest in our, in our, in our project, which is really, really good. Um, and, and, and that's it speed is king, Matthew. We, we don't want to take foot off the gas. Um, you know, that's, that's the Australian way of doing things. That's the way we've developed projects. I talked about it previously. Pilbara was built from first drill hole to production in just over three years. It was an amazing journey. Uh, I'd like to replicate that. I'd like to do something similar. Um, and with the group of people around me the asset, the jurisdiction, the the provincial and federal support. There's no reason why we can't do that along with building great relationships with the local communities. So that's our job. That's what we'll do. That's how we'll try and return value to our shareholders. Um, and the next 12 to 15, 18 months is going to be pretty damn busy for us. And we're really excited to get stuck in.